Station, WCNO, Palm City. This is Gene Hilton from Spirit of Prophecy Ministries, inviting you to join me each week on Saturday at 12 noon to our program, Raising the Standard. I will be raising the standard of biblical interpretation regarding Rosh Hashanah and the Messianic Kingdom to come with a Jewish Messianic perspective. Tune in and allow the spirit of prophecy to touch and change your life. Attention homeowners, if you're about to be transferred, promoted, or have been recently laid off, if you've fallen behind on your house payments, even if you're in foreclosure, Start Fresh Home Buyers wants to buy your house today. They're not realtors or in any way associated with a real estate agency, and they buy houses, and they want to buy yours today. For details, information is available at StartFreshFlorida.com or by phone at 772-260-2035. You can find out how easily you can sell your house for a fair price in as little as seven days, even if it's vacant or needs repairs. How your mortgage payments, even back payments, can be completely taken care of starting now. How to sell your house quickly, even if you have no equity or owe more than it's worth. The website at StartFreshFlorida.com has all the information, or they're available at 772-260-2035. They want to buy your house now. There's no obligation at all. Information will be kept confidential. You may contact them at StartFreshFlorida.com or at 772-260-2035 today. Good morning. I'm Pastor Bob Tarvis, your host for the Revealing Truth radio broadcast. I want to invite you to listen in today as Pastor Jason Baumgartner takes us on a journey through God's Word that will reveal truths for our lives. John 8.32 says, And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Grab a pen and take some notes, and let the Holy Spirit reveal the Father's heart to you. So anyway, this is a time when, when, when the whole nation of Israel had blown it. They had just messed up, and they'd blown it. And they had an opportunity to be in the covenant with God, they, but they kept chasing everything but God. They kept going after the lust of the flesh. They kept worshiping idols, and they ended up being taken into captivity. And Jeremiah said, my eyes became like fountains of water, and I just wept day, and I wept at night. I wept all the time. I was just crying all the time. And he got to the point where all he wanted to do was weep, and cry for the nation of Israel and forget about the call of God on his life to the point that he went down into the mud and went down into the pit and to the mire and didn't want to crawl up out of it. I mean, that's a bad place to be, amen? Finally, he comes to the place, he says, God, just get me away from these people. Just let me get on down the road and, and let me get out of here. I, just let me go down to the Motel 6 in another town and get away from these people that just, you know, they're driving me crazy. I can't pray for them anymore. They don't listen, God. Anybody ever feel that way about your family? Well, just let me get an escape. 
It's driving me nuts. He said, but God said to me, Jeremiah, these are your people. This is the place of your covenant. And Jeremiah wrote the book of Lamentations. And when he wrote the book of Lamentations, he said this. He said this while he was weeping. 321. This I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. Through the Lord's mercies we are not consumed. Thank God for mercy. Because His compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. You know what God was saying to Jeremiah? He was saying, Jeremiah, I know you want to run from this problem. I know you want to escape from this problem. I know you want to get away from the failure of the whole nation of Israel. I know you've been crying about this thing and weeping about it and upset about it. And you've been up all night and crying all week and all month. You've been crying all year. You've been suffering and you think it's over and it's never going to be good. It's never going to come back to what it should be. But I want to tell you, Jeremiah, I am the God of second chances. Don't run away to the Motel 6 down the road. Don't go bury your head in the sand. Don't try to forget everything that I want to do. But know this, Jeremiah, God, my God, is compassionate. He is reaching out in compassion and His mercies are new every morning. Somebody say, His mercy is new every morning. Every morning His mercy is new. I got great news for you today. His mercy is new every morning. When the sun came up, His mercy came up with it. When it it broke over the eastern shore this morning, mercy came up with it. It's new every morning. Amen? Great is the faithfulness of God. My God. The second thing is this. You can write this down. The first one is, is, is I have to ask. The second one is this. i got to learn to grow through my experience by evaluating my life. i got to learn to grow through my experience by evaluating my life. i got to make assessments about the decisions that I've made. Amen. I mean, you ever heard anybody say this? Well, experience is the best teacher. You ever heard that? Experience is the best teacher. Listen very carefully to me. That is not true. Experience is not the best teacher. Amen? How many know if you, if you come out and uh, you watch our football team training in the afternoon, they're practicing. They're practicing plays. They're practicing things that are successful, not things that fail. Come on, Amen? You ever heard anybody say this? Practice makes perfect. That's not necessarily true either. Come on. Perfect practice makes perfect. you got to practice it right to play it right. Come on, somebody. Hmm? If you don't practice it right, then when you get out there on the field, you're just going to reinforce your dysfunction. Isn't that right? When you get out there in life, you're just going to reinforce your dysfunction. All these musicians that get up here... If they don't practice it right, then they're going to get up here on Sunday during worship and reinforce their dysfunction. you got to practice it right. Isn't that right, Bill? You can't practice it wrong and expect it to play right when it comes time to have worship. Amen? Listen, doing it more doesn't make it right. More is not the answer. Perfect practice is the answer. You can practice all you want to, but if you're practicing it wrong, you're going to be in a mess. Experience does not become the best teacher evaluated experience becomes the best teacher. Come on, say that with me. Evaluated experience becomes the best teacher. You know what? Nobody in this room can really foresee what they're going to go through tomorrow. We really don't know what tomorrow holds. We have a, we have a picture of it. We can anticipate it. We can have an idea of it because we know what our responsibilities are going to be tomorrow. But we don't really know what tomorrow holds for us, do we? We really have no idea what's going to take place. 
How I many know on September 11, 2001, we didn't know the nation was going to be changed forever and we would be in three wars today, did we? Come on, it changed everything. I got up that Tuesday morning, I was down in the gym on the treadmill, going, wow, watching TV, going, wow, a plane hit the Trade Center. What a terrible accident. Little did I know. Little did I know. Little did we know. We just, don't, we just don't really understand what kind of situations are going to take place in our life from day to day. We, we don't know what obstacles we might have to face. But listen, whether we succeed or whether we fail, you never, ever, ever waste an experience in your life. Good or bad, amen? You learn through every experience on your life and purpose that you're going to make it a decision to take that experience and use it to better your life. We evaluate the experiences of our life. And we learn how to grow out of the middle of that experience. So listen, I'm telling you, everything that comes in your life will change you. Everything. And it will do two things to you. One of two things. It will either make you better or it will make you bitter. But you will not stay the same. Every experience will make you better or bitter. If i got to go through it, then I'm going to learn something when I go through it. Don't make it a wasted experience. You heard that terminology, I'm going around the mountain again. That's, those are people that don't learn through the experience. You know, that's like walking around, hitting yourself with a board. Bam, bam, bam. Why are you doing that? I don't know, just do it. I started doing it 20 years ago and never stopped. Well, why? I don't know. It's part of my life. Huh? I mean, that ain't too smart. First of all, it can cause brain damage. Second of all, it's not really pleasant to look at somebody beating their head, self in the head with a board, is it? It's uncomfortable to look at that. I mean, it's very uncomfortable to look at somebody throw their life away. That's why you need to learn and evaluate the experiences of your life. Because God wants to do good things in you. Amen? So I grow by making proper assessments over my life. And if I want to have a do-over, then I've got to learn how to recognize what I just went through in my life so it doesn't limit my future. Otherwise, my future is going to be limited. And we, listen, we live with people all the time that have limited futures. But it's self-inflicted, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, amen. Self-inflicted. That limitation, you know what it does? It leads you down the wrong path. It takes you down the wrong journey of life. Decisions that we keep making bring us to dead-end streets. I mean, you ever been down a dead-end street in life? You go, wow, how did I get here? I mean, if I get on US-1 down here, and I head south on US-1, and if I'm on that road for about 25 minutes, it doesn't matter if I'm on a motorcycle or a car or a truck or a mini bike or a moped, I'm going to end up in Stewart. Isn't that true? I cannot not arrive at Stewart if I'm heading south on US 1. And when I get there, I can't get off of my motorcycle or out of my car and stand on the side of the road in Stewart going, I cannot believe I ended up in Stewart. <laughs> How in the world? Did I get here? Come on, because if you get on that road and you head south, that's where you're going. Isn't that right? Hmm? I can't be upset and complain about it when I get there and say, well, I really didn't want to go to Stewart. I wanted to go to Okeechobee. My heart was to be in Okeechobee. And here I am right in Stewart. Come on, somebody. Well, how many know if you want to go to Okeechobee, then you don't get on US-1 and go south. You get on Highway 70 and you go west you got to get on the right road. Or you ain't going to go to the right place. Pastor, I ordered you. Uh, come on. You know what I'm talking about. Amen. 
If you get on the wrong road, you can't be upset when you end up in the wrong place. My God. If you get, listen, it just makes sense, doesn't it? It's the same way in life. If you're on that road and it leads to a bad place in life, don't be upset when you end up in a bad place. You're the one that drove yourself there. My God. I mean, if I want to go to Okeechobee, then I've got to make some decisions. Especially if I'm down in Stewart and I still want to get there. First of all, I've got to climb back in the car. Thank God i got an iPhone. I've got to pull up the map and determine what is the best route to get to Okeechobee from Stewart. Because I don't want to go back the way I come, back through the same mess. And then I get a second chance. It might have took me a little bit longer to get to Okeechobee, but I get there. Because there's a path from Stewart to Okeechobee. Oh my God, I think I'm helping somebody, but I'm not too sure. Come on somebody, I've got to make decisions and choices so that I can grow through some stuff to get to where I want to go. To get to my destiny, amen? And I can do that when I get a do-over. Touch somebody and say, I I need a do-over. But in order to do that, I've got to make some assessments about my life. I can't just ignore where I've been and be upset where I'm at. I've got to understand where I went wrong. Say, okay, I should have turned right back there on 70 instead of driving down US 1 for another 45 minutes. I have to be able to do that. Number three, the first one is I have to ask God. The second one is I have to learn to make assessments of my life in order to grow. And the third one is I must align myself with God's purposes. Somebody say, align myself. In other words, I've got to line up with what I was created for. The graveyard is packed with over a trillion people buried with unrealized potential. Unrealized potential. Lived their whole life and never lived up to the God potential that was on the inside of them. Amen? Come on, amen? Is everybody alright? Is anybody getting some help? Praise the Lord. So if I really want to have a do-over, then there's some things I've got to change. I've got to get myself lined up. I need an alignment. Now, how many know in the real world there's no self-aligning cars? I mean, Mercedes might have one by now. they got cars that do everything for you. I mean, you'll be driving down the road in Mercedes, and a little arm will come out of the dash and put a handkerchief to your nose and say, please blow. I mean, I'm expecting it any day. But as for now, there are no self-aligning cars. Isn't that right? Amen. There are no cars. The further that you drive them, they'll eventually line themselves up. You think, well, I'll just keep on going, and eventually it'll work itself out, and it'll line itself back up. Now, how many know if your car's out of line, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse? Listen, how many know there's some people in church today, and they've said that before. Well, just give me some time, and I'll get it straightened out. 